Rally to me, Escalonians! You'll never conquer Ascalon. Hello, and welcome to Hosts of Ascalon, a Guild Wars 2 podcast where two enthusiastic fangirls prophesy the end times with one grumpy pants. I am Hunter, and I am joined as always by Hushtagen and Alona. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hushtagen. <laughs> Uh, there, there's some really good ones in this episode. I, oh. I'm pretty pleased with these. Yes. I had some fun too with names. <laughs> Before we begin, a quick reminder that you can get in touch with us with news, questions, or comments by emailing us at hostsofascalon at gmail.com or on Twitter at hostsofascalon. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of emails, so yeah, take the opportunity and give us an email. I read them even while at work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we spend, like, a good amount of time responding to the emails, but nobody mm-hmm. ever sends it. Oh. So. What? Uh, <laughs> That's passive-aggressive much. Passive-aggressive. <laughs> As always, we like to start things off with Chivos, where we discuss what we've been up to in Guild Wars 2. Hiroshima Tag, would you like to start us off? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Thank you, Hunter. Um, so, Winter's Day, pretty much all of my time over the past couple of weeks that I've been on uh, has been spent on Winter's Day activities, which has not been very much time. So, I really haven't gotten to do mm-hmm. a lot, unfortunately, due to holiday travel and all that. Uh, but I did complete the Winter's Day puzzle for the very first time ever. And oh. why would that be? Hashtag. Because I gave in this year and got a mouse. And? A PC. (laughs) (laughs) She was playing. I I think we have to say this once again. Gosh. Hashtag was playing with a trackpad on a Mac laptop, which was insane. Like, what? Yeah. At least more recently, it was the MacBook Pro. Prior to that, it was a MacBook Air. Air, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> and I have, I am boggled. <laughs> well, now anyway. I mean, now you really understand all those times that I would fall when we were doing jumpy puzzles together, and Hunter would be like, "What is wrong with you? That was the easiest jump, you know." And Honestly, yeah, anything. I and... am super impressed that you were able to play this game. At all. Thank you. I'm I'm not impressed because who would choose to play Guild Wars 2 on a MacBook Air with a trackpad? That is... I didn't have a lot of options. And Uh. and honestly, it did take me a while to transition to the mouse. Anytime I tried it, I didn't like it. And I think that was probably because I was trying to play it with a regular mouse. And it wasn't until I got this set up and now I have a gaming mouse that it really made a huge difference. MMO mouse is pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, back to uh, achievements. Um, So, I didn't do the more complex paths. I just did the Quaggan path, which I know is super easy Mm -hmm. for most people. But given it was my first time, I'm pretty happy that I was able to do it. And I got the achievement for it. So, I did it, what, 
25 or so times. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think Hash- or Hunter and I talk about the changes to Winter's Day this year. Uh, Hunter, what did you think about the changes to the jumping puzzle? I thought it was a, a good change. Definitely allows people who are not super, uh, do not have super reflexes to get through it mm-hmm. without dying. Um, for me, it wasn't too bad of a change at all. I just kept doing the hard path and that was essentially how I did it in years past. And uh, it was quite profitable present-wise and karma-wise. So Now, okay, the quaggan was the one where the, the as of this year... The snowflakes don't disappear. Yes. And then the middle one was basically the base from previous years. Yeah. And which what, that was gingerbread? It's snowman. Snowman. And then gingerbread was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So while I appreciate the changes they put in, and particularly for the reasons they put them in, the path that my muscle memory is on is gingerbread, but I am not fast enough with the <laughs> decreased snowflake availability time Uh, and so i had a huge i'm basically reset me yeah i I basically have to learn the middle path now and i don't like where the candy canes are so why don't you do the quaggan path then it seems cheating (laughs) (laughs) i did i did do the quaggan path once and i was able to finish the night before it went away uh, Winter's Day went away. I did do the middle one, the snowman path. So I think I'll just have to learn the muscle memory for that one eventually. Yep. Anyway. And I think that it's going to be a goal of mine next year to do the middle path. So I like that I can graduate up. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found all the orphans for the first time ever, which I know is awful because karma, but I never really understood. Not- well, it's not that I didn't understand how to do orphans. It was just that so, I d- <laughs> didn't want to figure it out. Yeah. But I did it this did time. Did you do all of them all the time or just once oh, no. you found them all? No, I only did it okay. once. But that's <laughs> like 100% more than before. So step in and the right direction. how much easier is it with mounts? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what it was like before, but. Oh, right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I feel like overall, Winter's Day was a lot better for me. What I was able to do, I got a lot of karma. Uh, I used boosters. I feel like I was doing it the right way uh, as opposed to just kind of bashing my way through it. So mm-hmm. good stuff. And I am still whittling away at long-term achievements. But like I said, I have not had a lot of time to do that this month. So as a result... <sighs> Frick has passed me. <laughs> I remember in when our that happened. Guild rankings. <sighs> and it was it was kind of a give and take over the past month because he shot ahead while I was away one time and I came back and said like hell no and got way up ahead and then I went away again and came back and he had blown me out of the water. So <sighs> it's gonna be a while, but watch out, Frick. Because when you least expect it, I'm coming for you, and I will get my lead back. Yeah, bum, watch bum, out, bum. Frick. If you make her angry enough, she'll call you a stinker. <laughs> I know yeah. from personal experience. 
Uh, I guess it's my turn. So uh, I continued running the Mob Torment meta in the Desolation before Istan dropped. Uh, it was really good for uh, the Elegy Mosaics and a chance at the uh, specialization loot box that will give you like the exotic you need for the specialization collection. <laughs> Could you stop playing with the show notes while I'm trying to talk? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you, you also get like a daily box per character where you can get pulsing brand sparks out, which is worth like mm-hmm. 1.5 gold or something. So I was doing that on the daily until Istan dropped and then everyone stopped doing it. So that was really disappointing. Um, I liked how you were curmudgeonly about the show notes when what she was highlighting was the fact that she had put your name down as harumpter. <laughs> <laughs> and then you harumphed about her playing with the show notes. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh. so I ran the Istan metas an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very profitable. It really t- uh, put out a hit on the uh, economy of Guild Wars 2 where like all the prices for all materials dropped really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that a lot and made a lot of money off it too, but uh, there's nothing to spend the uh, the new volatile magic stuff on really. At so, all? Well, aside from the uh, materials. Okay. That, that yeah, you once you have sell. enough of those, it's you're kind of just collecting nothing. Yeah. Well, it's not like it takes up space really. Mhm. Uh I began meteor farming in Istan an awful lot. Uh, for a couple of days, anyway, I was doing it all the time. Uh, rose quartz on the auction house was very profitable. You could put up, uh, I put up, I don't know, enough to make about 50 gold off of the rose quartz alone in one night. And Wow. Yeah, and... Um, for a while, you could even when the prices dropped so that it wasn't profitable on the auction house, you could still sell it to the vendor for 50 silver until they disabled that, and you can't sell them for 50 silver anymore. They're not, they don't have a vendor value. Um, but using all the stuff I got from meteor farming, I made an astral weapon and I made a stellar weapon that the two new skin sets <gasps> for Istan. I made the uh, astral axe and the stellar knob. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's it's called a stellar knob berry. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That's, that's, that's the real name. It's a mace. Um, but yeah, it's really good looking. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I had a lot of fun doing that, but the, the groups for that dropped off after the price for Rose Quartz was uh, nerfed. So, not doing that anymore either. Um, but I was doing all the Winner's Day achievements. I got all of them, uh, even Toy Apocalypse, which was quite the grind, because just getting one round is like, uh, no, like 20 minutes you needed to do 30. Yeah, and I made probably about a million karma off the orphan farm, but I was buying Winter's Day presents with my karma as well at the same time, so that really mm-hmm. brought down the amount of profit I made in karma. And uh, how, I did the race a bunch of times for the achievements. Did you guys do the race? I did. I, yes, I think I did it four times. Yeah, I couldn't do it 
as many times as I would have liked to because the timing of it, I just, it wasn't constantly running. And it wasn't like the Halloween race where if it wasn't running in your map, usually you could use the LFG to get another map. Mm. Uh, so it was harder to get into a race consistently. True, but at least you didn't have to wait like five minutes for the race to actually start. Like, yeah, I think it, it was two. It's two, yep. Yeah, yeah. which is good and bad p- points to yeah. that because you would see a race in, I don't know, Alona somewhere and it's got like five minutes until the race and then you have to wait like five minutes if you don't want to miss the race. Yeah. But at uh, least flip- you know it's there and about to start. Flipside's asking if you did the, well, anyway, did the foot race achievement. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Did all, did all yes, I did. I did not. Um, I kept missing the race. <laughs> I think it's one of the, the more fun races. Uh, I'm looking forward to more races in familiar areas. Ooh. It had some very like... unexpected turns. Like, I repeatedly, I mean, I only did it four times, but I would, like, nope, this isn't the way you go, and I'd have to backtrack. Wouldn't it be mm. fun if it was worked into some sort of new guild mission? <gasps> guild mission? Guild yeah. races would be great, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's on mounts, like yeah. I might have guild that suggestion relay races. later oh, in where the you show. The gills. Where I literally bring this up <laughs> later in the show. Sorry, do you? Oh, I didn't know but that. You, you blacked out your prediction, so I have no idea what they say. It's not yeah. in the predictions. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Oh, who are you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm always chastised when I read ahead. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Okay, so one night last week, Spirit sends me a tweet, and she's got a screenshot of our achievement points right beside each other, and she's one achievement point ahead of me. That was glorious. (laughs) Yeah, so a few hours later, I sent her achievement where I'm 50 points ahead of her, and uh, I did that. (laughs) I got 50 achievement points in a day by spending about four and a half hours in crab toss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ouch yeah it was bad um i marathon that and uh it was really nice to be able to send that back to her <laughs> saying oh yeah yeah no i accidentally got these achievement points or whatever <laughs> just as a response i mean she's she's always she was always going to have more achievement points than me because she never did her dailies until recently so she's got like a hundred more dailies she can complete and i've maxed mine out so it's gonna be mm-hmm. easy for her to distance herself from me and achievement points but yeah so uh for achievement points i also did the octavine about 25 times in the past month Ugh. um yeah well it gave me eight achievement points and i'm still i still got to do it another 25 times for another 10 achievement points and i also got Punchermanic gold for the first time. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I I don't know why I didn't have it. Festy mentioned that she got it really easily. So I and then she mentioned how she got it, and I just went in and on like the second or third try, I got gold. It was not that bad. Hmm. I'll have to try it again. Hmm. I'll uh, give you some tips if you do. Um, I spent. Tens of thousands of unbound magic on properly equipping my alts with vipers, jewelry, and other stats. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So I got at least five or six characters, uh, earrings, rings, <laughs> and amulets. I feel like 
properly equipping is a dig at those of us who <laughs> have your sweet ass time to <laughs> equip your main characters. Yeah, I, I don't. My main I is perfectly have it the fine. Way I want. Yeah, yeah. You have the perfect raid equipment for your raiding character from day one, right? Oh no! But that oh. was because I wasn't sure I wanted to use that mm. profession. That so is I not wasn't... the right attitude to have if you're going raiding with people. <sighs> you have the right stats if you're going raiding. They, you do no, not... they were well. But but it, but 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 <laughs> but but it was a learning group. Yes, and it was also you weren't That's... quite sure whether you were going to go with a power build or a condi build. And in my, if I was the leader of that raid group, I'd be pissed. That's all I'm saying. Well, um, you're not. So there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I completed Nightmare Fractal on challenge mode. Ooh, that's impressive. How did that change? Change? Like what? Oh, the the fights and stuff. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Um, <laughs> a challenge, you might say. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a harder experience. Uh. Nothing specifically jumps out as being massively different. Just mm. more health on the enemies. Uh, you got to be tighter with your mechanics. Everything's much faster. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Cool. So yeah, Alona, what did you do this week or month? Well, even more so than hashtag, I missed the bulk of Winter's Day events due to holiday travels. I was out of province for two months. Or two months. Two Whoa. months. <laughs> well, a week and a bit. But, you know, there's times either side of that where you're preparing and then recovering. I So I only played one game of Toypocalypse. I ran through, the, as I mentioned before, the jumping puzzle on two occasions. And it, it's just sad and unfestive. And I was really hoping for a one-week extension. Me too. Me too. I was to talking honest. with Panther about that a couple mm-hmm. nights ago where... Originally, I was quite happy that it was limited because sometimes when they extend things out, like when they've extended Halloween out before, I feel like I can't play Mm -hmm. any other content because I have to maximize the time and I get kind of tired of it. And And so I like it. Yeah, I like it when it's a little more constrained. But this time, it it was hard. But I bet if for the people who weren't like in travel mode and away, having it not extended was probably nice yeah agreed and uh what was it i i actually did take i have a little white macbook and i took it with me thinking maybe i could even just do you know run the orphan track but it's the dps or dps the you know frames per second the fps fps (laughs) Uh, frames per second were so bad (laughs) that i basically just logged in got my daily reward (laughs) and logged back out Uh uh-huh and it was still, that was like a 10-minute endeavor. Yep. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but it's a super old MacBook. And I was really, I, I even took my mouse with me and a headset. And I never even unpacked those because, like, yeah, this isn't happening. I actually tried playing with the trackpad hashtag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to experience your your previous life playing the game. And so, how horrific was it? It was really bad. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't really play with the trackpad. I played with the keyboard. I did all my movement skills with the keyboard. You and then be a master at strafing and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was, I felt like much more mobile. I'm, I'm getting there now with the mouse, but with the keyboard, it had like fine-tuned 
movement thing going on. But that was at the expense of camera and the camera was just Uh. kind of fixed and I only moved it occasionally, which meant things like verticality or when you're dealing with anything, you know, up or down, it just became painful. Hence jumping puzzles (laughs) or the, uh, um, the Spider-Man, uh, stuff. Yes. Yes. That was not Uh, easy either. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, other than that, I finished Wayfarer's Henge, which is the ascended back piece from Draconis Mons. And unlike you, hashtag, I managed to do it and not get sick of Draconis Mons. Well, I mean, so, it did take you eight six months. months. <laughs> well, okay, but by the time I actually made a concerted effort to do the Draconis Mons dailies to finish it. Two and a half months ago. Was it? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was long. a while ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was a Winter's Day miracle, and I was pretty excited. And I, you know, I did the announced it, pinged it in map chat, and got the congrats from everyone. It felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> and following that, and I need to finish that because I was working towards the Aurora collection, the um, legendary trinket. Mm-hmm. So I f- had still some things I needed to complete to get that done, and I. So I got that. I have the item. And then I looked to see what else you had to do to actually finish the whole thing. And I looked at it and went, mm, Yeah. I'm going to put a pin in that because I think I might want to make another legendary weapon before I do that. And mm-hmm. Or possibly work on my legendary armor before that. So I at least have this part done. Yeah, I did um, the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. And my Um, concern, too, is I didn't want to, I don't know, you put so much effort into it, but then you have to have the aura and every time you use it. So I wasn't sure if it would be worth it, if I didn't like having that on all the time. You know, I'm still debating it. So there was that one back piece that you could get out of the black line chest, which is similar. It's the glider back piece combo. And I had it on my character because I did get it. And I was really distracted by the floating balls. Like, I love them on other people's characters. But when I'm on my character and having them kind of when you're running and their movement, I found yeah. them distracting. So so I, I understand what you're saying, hashtag. On yeah. That one. I'm like, I really love the look on them when it's not me. Right. <laughs> so so we'll see how that goes. And actually, the, the lot of the ones, it was a lot of Bloodstone fan I had to do, which was actually well I had a hard time figuring out what I needed to do where because it it was pretty open-ended like you they drop from ghosts but I was doing things in and around ghosts and nothing was happening for quite a while and then I just eventually did get it so but when you don't get much feedback from that you don't know if you're in the right spot or not so I found that uh, a little frustrating but not like I didn't flip tables or anything about it but I I hadn't been to Bloodstone Fen in a while, and I mentioned to Hunter when, because he is in chat with me, and I said, oh, I have to do the Jade Construct things, and then the Unbound Guardian. He was like, well, good luck with that. No one's doing it. I'm like, oh, here's a commander. <laughs> the whole chain was starting. And so that one, I, I thought it was going to be a lot more painful than it was, but to get that running, but it actually went pretty smoothly. And then other than that, I got a bit further on finishing Firebrand because I have not unlocked or well finished unlocking that one yet. 
I just have the last two, so I think that's 40 more points that I need to put in. So I think that's three hero points. That would be 30. 30, so four of them. I have four more to do, and then I'll have that done. And then other than that, uh, non-Guild Wars 2 related, Hunter, Hashtag, and I, as well as a few other guildies such as Vesti and Jet, have been playing uh, golfing with your friends on Steam. (laughs) And it is a lot of fun. Ah, so much fun. (laughs) Very truly. (laughs) We've discovered that we hate cylinders, but... (laughs) I haven't played that one though. So Love I really other good. things. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to try cubes again, but I noticed that there's stars you can play with, and mm. I f- I figured out the hoops as well. Oh, did you? Ooh. Yeah. So we can try that at some point. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. that, that's all I've been up to gaming wise. <laughs> As is our long tradition here at Host of Ascalon, at the beginning of the new year, we try to predict the outcomes, prognosticate the future, and foretell the fortunes of Guild Wars 2 over the coming year and beyond. My fellow soothsayers, what have you envisioned? Well, uh, and you're and first. You're gonna, <laughs> and you're first, so just go, soothsayer. <laughs> Oh, also, I want to let everyone know that both Hunter and Hashtag have blacked, you know, did uh, blacked out their predictions so that other people can't read them. I didn't do that. So these are new to even me and Hashtag. Except okay. <laughs> so behold my prophecies and despair. Uh, <laughs> so my first prediction is Orin shall begin the path to replacing and becoming an elder dragon. This one might be a bit obvious since in dialogue in various places it's kind of stated. Uh, And I have a quote here. We theorize these vacancies must be filled with entities that circulate and share magic rather than hoard it. Only then will the balance of magic truly become stable. Only then will Glint's legacy achieve its ultimate purpose. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys think of that? Yeah. Holy moly, you have a lot of predictions. Sorry. Right? (laughs) She does. Um. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. Okay. Um, I foresee masteries that affect mounts further. Perhaps we could have speed mushrooms that make your mount go faster. Perhaps Ooh. we could have updrafts that affect griffins. Perhaps uh, ley lines for skimmers or uh, more mount skills in general uh, as well. I have to... You... Wait, wait, wait. Back to this. Are you suggesting a mushroom mount? No. No. Oh, because, like, the ones that where you can tame one of the, like, attacking mushrooms and they run around with their cute little bums. This is not Super Mario. This is Get Wars 2. Okay, fine. But that's why I want that now. Uh-huh. And uh, I have to figure, you know, more attack skills and defensive skills uh, or stuff only certain mounts can do. Stuff like that for mounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had visions as to why the number of employees at ArenaNet has still been rising even years after the launch of Guild Wars 2, with the last reported number being 400 employees. I think the last time we heard a number was like 300 employees. So that's pretty unusual for an MMO five years into its life. So Mm -hmm. one of my more outlandish predictions is that News will come out that they are in the very early planning stages of Guild Wars 3. Whew. That is something. 
you know, because they've invested so much here. It seems like when you compare Guild Wars 2 to Guild Wars 1, and uh-huh. I love Guild Wars 1, but this this game is just so much bigger. Yeah, but but they've also so mentioned how limited they are with the <gasps> engine. So... Mm. And I it's a hundred more people than like two years ago. I mean, what are they working on? What are a hundred people that are reading that working on? We have uh, Luke and Flipside in chat saying they're doing something mobile. I mean, they've been saying that for years. Well, wait till we get to my predictions. (laughs) I would. Okay. I would love that. Okay. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Um, I've felt a disturbance in the force. Uh, Underworld as a raid, I feel that more elite areas from Guild Wars 1 will become raids in Guild Wars 2. Fisher of Woe, Urgaz's Warren, Realm of Torment, The Deep. I of the North had a number of dungeons as well, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing stuff like that. I did more dungeons in Eye of the North than I did in any other part of Guild Wars 1, so mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter's Day and Halloween have been harbingers of the future. I think festivals will continue to be in maintenance mode, like SAB and Halloween seem to have been, within a few minor updates to rewards and content. Not to mention the continued neglect of guild missions, dungeons, and other content uh, in it foists upon us and then fails to support. So that's a little bit negative. Not really <laughs> negative there, but do you need a hug? Salty much. <laughs> I don't like that they don't support the stuff that they release. Well, they don't support some stuff, but yes, I... And, uh... (gasps) Let's see. Palawa Joko was last seen imprisoned in the underworld by Balthazar. His plans for season four should be interesting, or at least whoever is masquerading as Palawa Joko. What? Oh, you don't think? What? What? (laughs) What? That's a different prediction (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no way because You're they already had minds. the like balthazar hidden as lazarus so you really yeah. think they're gonna do another bait and switch i i actually was thinking about that quite extensively because uh, it's hard it's to scarlet. discuss it's scarlet it's not scarlet <laughs> <laughs> it's actually timey <gasps> Look, at the end of Istan, <laughs> at the end of Istan, at, <laughs> right before you go to save Timey on the platform, there is a figure on the platform titled Mysterious Figure. Yes. It but is I thought a, we found out who that was. Did we? I, thought, I don't remember this at about? all. Okay, okay. Oh, right. you're thinking of uh, the Herald of Balthazar. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Wait, is but, this... Um, but I might be remembering wrong. So. You're definitely thinking of the Herald of Balthazar. I am not, but I thought we did find out who that it's was. It's actually E. <gasps> yes! Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so where was I? <laughs> At least the first half of the season will deal with Joko, the player character uniting all of Alona, Istan, Vabi, and Korna. The new Fractal Oasis shows Arena is interested in doing some urban settings and... Uh, that's good tidings if you want to see Gandara, the Moon Fortress. Which I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I... all gibberish to me, so... It was one of the uh, concept missions. arts that made me want to buy Guild Wars 1. Mm. There's a mission in Nightfall. I foresee mm-hmm. more of Korna as well as 
Gandhara and uh, the Sunspear Sanctuary, I think, Dejeron Estates, and uh, more of Kassan, the descendant of Kos in uh, The Desolation. And I think we'll overthrow Joko for good and or the Awakened, depending on who is masquerading as Joko. I would be okay with that. Hashtag make Alona great again. No, too far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my name being associated with that comment, so Or mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see ArenaNet having two expansions in Alona, so Kralkatoric no. is still alive and heavily associated with Alona, so does that mean we'll deal with Kralkatoric during Season 4? I think it's a strong possibility. Well, but I don't... I, you know, I've said for a very long time, like even before it was revealed that killing dragons is a terrible idea, I've said, we'll find out that killing dragons is a terrible, terrible idea. So I don't... Well, you know what I mean I think by we'll, kill yeah, I think, I, I think we probably will it. still need to find a way to make them slumber again. Well, but we'll not deal kill with them. it. Well, yeah, yeah, I think you're being pedantic. I meant... Am I? You said kill. De- mm. So what? Do you, do, you, do you go to sleep every night or die every night? They're two very different things. You're being overly specific. Whatever. <laughs> I think... <laughs> The gods are leaving Tyria to prepare a new world for Tyrians to escape to because this world is doomed. The way the gods and humans appeared in Ontaria in is mysterious, and they propagated and spread quickly throughout Tyria as though arriving and settling from another planet entirely. So yep. perhaps they were shepherded to Tyria, leaving behind a world that did not work out. And perhaps Tyria is not working out as well due to the dragons. Therefore, maybe they've moved on to cultivate and prepare a new world for humans and others. That's a bit of a long-term prophecy prediction thing. Hmm. Okay. Hashtag doesn't sound like she agrees at all. No, I actually do agree. Uh, I mean, I don't have as much of a knowledge of the lore as you do, but... It's an interesting concept, and perhaps that will if <laughs> perhaps usher us into Guild, Guild Wars, Wars 3. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so getting into some numbers, it was 19 months between the end of Season 1 and Heart of Thorns, and 23 months between Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire. There were was it only? There were significant issues with Heart of Thorns, so I don't think it will take quite as long to make the third expansion as it did to make the second. I'm guessing an expansion releasing late spring, early summer 2019. Mm -hmm. I think it will take place in Cantha, involving the Water Dragon. I don't think a lot of the action will take place in Kaineng. Rather, a large portion will be exploring more of Cantha in depth. Uh, I think... They remember how grimy and ugly the city was in the original Guild Wars Factions campaign, and we'll stay away from it. And uh, I think city planners will have got a hold of Kaining and fixed it. Mm -hmm. Perhaps, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see new areas in Kantha, obviously. And uh, in in my more tinfoil hat moments, I theorize (laughs) that since ArenaNet have completely ignored underwater mechanics, skills, and settings for a few years now, that an expansion focused on water dragon and underwater content would make a lot of sense. However, I predict there will be nothing of the sort. I just read ahead a little bit. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) 
the title will be something like Jade or Dragon or Wind Related. Uh, so I've got three suggestions here. Jade Tempest, Storm of Jade, or the Dragon Empire, which I think makes a lot of sense. The last one. <clears throat> mm. The Dragon Empire is the title of the expansion. You don't like it? Hashtag? Uh, I don't know. It's a little I like the, generic. I like, the, I like the concept, but not necessarily. <clears throat> well, the Dragon Empire is the name of the royal family of, of Kantha. I yeah. think... Something of Jade or Jade of something. Yeah. I could see that because that's the whole heart of thorns, path of fire. So, Although they might want to step away from that, but I think yeah. not be locked into that model. But I do think whatever they decide to do, that it needs to be clear that this is a Guild Wars 2 expansion in all the marketing. And so the name, I think, is really significant putting dragon in there really drives home that Guild Wars 2 is about dragons and the dragon empire is a sort of play on words between the royal family of Kanto which is called the their dynasty is called the dragon empire and you know a dragon coming to Kanto and starting its own empire mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was really well reasoned and thought out and you're like eh, okay whatever <sighs> what I'm dealing with folks um, hello? <laughs> yes. Al- Alona? Sorry, I was typing. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so glad we're focused on the podcast. I, I am focused on, this is part <laughs> of podcast business. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't agree. Okay. Uh, what? I already said what I had to say about the Storm of Jade, Empire, <laughs> Dragon, Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> All together, uh, one the title. Next, <laughs> There's the our episode title. <laughs> ne- can I continue? Yes. yes. Sorry. The next Living Story episode is a bit tricky. Some maps have been leaked, so I'll stay away from location, but the mysterious figure at the end of episode one of season four was obviously masquerading as Palabo Joko. Illusions have, illusions have always been associated with mesmers and i've always thought crocotorts association with crystals chaos of the color purple always seem very mesmer like perhaps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Per- perhaps the mysterious figure is a minion of crocotoric and if uh and perhaps it it's a manifestation of Croc and uh, is now in charge of joko's armies so the episode uh the next couple episodes will revolve around discovering the identity of the mysterious figure and dealing with the chaos the Elder Dragon has wrought. This could still loop back to E, though. Oh, God. I should have put that in my predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag predicts E. So, so I think expansions need gimmicks to hang things on for marketing mm-hmm. purposes, features that are marketable, and I think the next Guild Wars 2 expansion will feature player housing. Yeah. Uh, MMOs have only so many tricks up their sleeves, and one of the big things that Guild Wars 2 Ahem. doesn't have that other MMOs do is player housing. That was my prediction last year. Yeah, and you were wrong. <laughs> I think it will be akin to the... Guildhall uh, involves scribing and will have other arena touches that try to add some originality. I don't know it'd if it would be... It would be interesting if you could enter it either through the Guildhall or yeah. through your home instance. I think it'll be through the Guildhall because I think it'll be 
they'll want it to be individualized, but want it to also be something that you can socially bring other people in. It would make sense to have it be within Mm. the greater guild hall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where was I? I don't know if it will be in the mists or attached to guild halls or have something to do with the location of the next expansion, but I feel like it's a fair bet. Um, So my last two predictions, uh, legendary footprints for mounts. (sighs) Are you saying, wait, are you saying that if I'm, if I have a legendary weapon Mm -hmm. that my mount will have a footfall? Are you saying that you could somehow have some sort of mastery, like a legendary mastery for mounts? I was thinking legendary weapon, your mount will get your footfalls from your legendary weapon, but your suggestion is not bad either. Well, thank you. Yeah, both. So two years ago, more than two years ago, I predicted mounts and we got gliders, which are mounts. And before <laughs> Path of Fire, <laughs> I predicted mounts and we got mounts. So I'm saying next expansion, more mounts. So, yeah. Fair Those enough. are all but my predictions. That, well, I, I don't think you're wrong necessarily there because if you think about like every expansion comes with more ranger pets and so it's expanding on the options available. I don't know. Like, uh, so I, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get more hot mastery stuff. There's no speed boost mushrooms in Elona anywhere. So. Well, but I could see them... It's like twins. They skip a generation. Like they may... They want to try new stuff and then bring it in for maybe the living stories or subsequent expansions could have them. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. So th- those are my predictions. Hashtag. Right. Hashish tag, I mean. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. So I actually don't think that there will be an expansion announcement in 2018. I think the focus is going to be on the living season uh, episode. Mm-hmm episodes living season four um so i predict that there will be an expansion announcement early in 2019 so i would say maybe february march or so uh and then with release in late summer or early fall i i don't know if they're going to stick to the fall cadence it makes sense a little bit but uh, I kind of would like them to break away from that so that they themselves have option to break away from that model. And it's not expected that every expansion will be in the fall. Uh, it kind of makes sense as a, like a Christmas season purchase for family members. Mm, true. Uh, um, I will say that there was only like a two month window between an announcement of Path of Fire and release. Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I, I think that it will be. Well, I don't know. I It depends on how much they want to hype it and what they want to do. I think that they waited so long with Path of Fire to release information about it and make an announcement uh, because of what happened with Heart of Thorns. But I think Path of Fire kind of regained a little bit more of, you know, people's trust and the hype and whatnot. And so I think it could be a little different with the third expansion go back a little bit more to having a longer season of hype Mm -hmm. possibly yeah uh i think there's going to be five living season updates this year so So a total of six chapters yes yes um and that's pretty tight because that would really be every two months you know and i know they've said you know yeah like two to three months 
That's um, only that only I think they really they schedule their final episode of Living Story to sort of prep for the expansion. Yeah. Mm, that's right true. In. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. maybe four this year and the last one right before the uh, announcement. So four, I'll say four, four to five, maybe. We'll see. I, I think there's going to be more, but. Yeah. You think this season's going to be longer? Probably. Hmm. Well, Unless... I, okay. I, well, I, I would think it would probably be similar to previous years and they, there's going to be two seasons between. When was there two seasons? Well, there wasn't two seasons. Wasn't there two? No. No. Okay. There's Living Story season one and then two and then Heart of Thorns, but that might be what I'm thinking ah, of actually. Yeah. Um Plaid, big prediction. <laughs> Just plaid. Uh, on what? Everything. I think we're gonna see <laughs> So not only are we going to get plaid fabric on outfits and armors, but we will also have plaid skins for mounts i foresee plaid weapon skins um there's going to be a whole black lion uh series uh centered Tartans around plaid for everyone yes. <gasps> tartan outfit oh god kilts i need kilts <laughs> oh yes men do not need more skirts in this yeah. game uh, kilts 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 are not butt capes you know so i yes kilts and bagpipe bagpipes musical instruments yes i mean sorry it's a good thing so (laughs) plaid and even even like gauzy transparent plaid you know i mean we get what why stop with just generic plaid so yes (gasps) (laughs) several different types of plaid foreign plaids and exotic plaids (laughs) see i didn't need to do predictions i just need to build off everyone else's (laughs) All right. Uh, weapons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh. I have... Sorry. Go ahead. Well, bagpipes as a bonus in World versus World, because that's what they were. <laughs> they, were a, they were a battlefield oh weapon. And so if you have enough people playing bagpipes going into skirmishes and fights... <gasps> Can you imagine you the noise? Bonuses. Oh, the noise. Be anyway, awful. sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Uh, so I have two quality of life predictions uh one there will be client side control of particle effects so Mm -hmm. i think this is coming uh, within this calendar year it's been a big request from a lot of people whose systems have been hurting or their eyes have been hurting Uh, and as guild wars continues to add more and more particle effects to different things i think it's reasonable to expect that they would also give a little control to the player Mm mm-hmm um and my other quality of life prediction is that we will get an improved not even an improved because we don't have one a good bookshelf uh for all of the lore books we've seen in recent updates what they've been doing with the uh the books where they look a little bit more bookish when you read them uh the ui so i think we're headed in the right direction and perhaps this would show up hunter in your personal little dwelling place that you'd have your yeah you'd have your bookshelf uh with all of your i don't see personal housing in your predictions no No, she's building off of yours yours we're allowed to do this (laughs) and my personal personal housing was in my prediction last last year year. last Last year year. yeah Yeah. uh and finally (laughs) 
I think that gem store outfits will have new options to hide shoulders. Mm -hmm. So keep dreaming. (laughs) I, I don't know about that one hashtag only because they designed them as a unit. So that's what makes outfits outfits with the exception of helmets. Helms are a little bit different because you know, they're separate from every other part of your body. I think so, but I may see what you're saying, but I also think that it would be an interesting experiment if they were to add that because they might actually increase sales because a lot of people have said they would buy more outfits. They just don't like the shoulders. So a lot of mm-hmm. times the shoulders are pretty honking, especially if you are yeah. on a Norn dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the ironclad one. <laughs> Even on human males, the ironclad armor is like, you basically look like the letter T. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's pretty extreme. That's it for me. So, Alona. I would like to preface this with, I don't have firm opinions with any of these, and I was just <laughs> pulling things out of the air. <laughs> so, if I'm wrong on any of them, if I'm right on any of them, I'm taking full credit. But if I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't really care anyway. It was like hurting Cass just to get her to write down a prediction. Hey, I wrote more than hashtag. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so uh, further quality of, li- quality of life updates. I mean, that's a pretty standard one. But one of the ones that was like possibly doing away with armor degradation and damage entirely. They seem to be moving further and further away from making it an inconvenience. So I'm wondering about that one. I had another idea and I completely lost it. I didn't write it down. One of the ones I did write down that I don't have here, um, and it kind of goes into the expansion one a little bit, is I think whenever there is another expansion, it's going to be the last expansion. And it will be sort of like Eye of the North in that it segues into the next one. The next thing, possibly the mobile game that chat room was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wrote that down. I wanted to get it out. Um, this is, <laughs> I had not, so we've talked about rainbow hair color option in the past, but then I got thinking, plaid so- hair. So, no, <laughs> this is your thing. <laughs> but celestial sky, diable celestial sky options for your hair is like, like the, the like Griffin a star mount. field in mm. your hair. Yes. Ooh. That you could die. Wouldn't that wow. be amazing? Uh, gauzy see-through fabric on armors or outfits. And actually, chat was like like my Ellie's outfit in uh, in um, prophecies when mm-hmm. we were going through and doing that hashtag. I'm like, yes. yes, I want in a path of fire. There were hangings fabric hangings that were see-through and gauzy so we're kind of hoping that this this parlays into armor and outfits it gets reasonable you and me hashtag Mm -hmm. i don't think hunter cares hopefully no not even a little bit no uh pulling things out of the air marjorie and Cass get married okay and and it's a and you know how they had the the Guild Wars Beyond, and it was the marriage between Gwen and Kieran. And I think this will be like that. Like you, there will be a storyline around it. Mm-hmm. So and they'll probably would... get married at that spot in Lion's Arch. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
we'll get new maps in the Deldramore Front and the Blood Legion Homelands later this year, not like quite a bit later. Uh, in the first half of the year, the final unexplored area on Ore will become available. Uh, with the Deldramore Front, we encounter stone dwarves. And in the the area in Ore will actually uh, be presented as cleansed Ore. Again, I have no idea. I'm just throwing things out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve McBubbles will be revealed, but not encountered. So we'll they'll lay the groundwork mm. for letting us know a bit more about Steve. Yes. Actually, we will discover that Steve is E. Oh, for dun, 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 dun. Uh, we, need, uh, we need E. That's... <laughs> Um, further closing of the loose storylines from previous launches, they, they're, I feel like they are, well, they've, they've said in AMAs that like, no, we're not going back to these things, but I kind of feel like if, if it's a pet project, it might happen. Do you know what I mean? So maybe. Like what? Like what are we talking about? Uh, one like loose the, the, the rogue, the rogue and... Silvari, the mirror, the like. There's just a bunch of them that are like that. Uh, the next, one, this was, this was me starting to get silly because I was trying to figure things to write down, and as opposed to the serious things previous to this, the next <laughs> warrior elite spec type will be the commando, a la pre-launch, which and, was a April Fool's Day joke from Guild Wars One, uh. <laughs> and it was my favorite ever. So I think that would be pretty awesome, and it builds into the time travel, perhaps from the future. Uh, totally ridiculous. And uh, I was told by Hunter, predicting new expansions is the thing you predict. On so... prediction shows, yeah. <sighs> so uh, I, I'm going to stick that in here, I guess, except that I don't think there will be an expansion announcement in 2018 at all. Well, I didn't say that it had to be in 2018. I know. Uh, didn't you, though? Wait. <laughs> you no. said... At no point did I say... It... All your predictions have to be 2018. No, well, he specifically said the death. opposite. Before <laughs> of death. Oh my uh, gosh. On pain of cylinders. Uh, they. He specifically said you could predict beyond. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant that the expansion announcement was in 2018. No. 2019. Gotcha. So, we didn't split up the show because we're professionals. Uh-huh. Who wants but to I do think... community predictions? I think we should each take turns. I was talking the longest. I had so many predictions. That whose fault is that? <sighs> you take uh, three. How's that? Why don't we just go I'll back take and the forth? First one, and then someone can take over. All right, that's a long one. Sorry. And we uh, <laughs> will start our community predictions with Flipside Parallel, who says, "I predict Olivia will be coming back big time with the Scepter yes. of War in hand." Yes. In, uh, and uh, an Orin Griffin skin, and Mad King Thorn will play a part in the downfall of Joko. And he goes on to say in another tweet, I predict Timey has always been a member of the Inquest. Not with you on this one, Flipside. <laughs> no, you're pretty clearly wrong, Flipside. Marjorie <laughs> will get zapped by another big boss in need of vacation. Uh, Steve Bloom will eventually voice not just Rillock, but all characters in the game. I would love to hear that, actually. He's a talented voice actor. 
And Kanak will become the Choya God. Hashtag HOA predicts. <laughs> that always messes me up. <laughs> now, anytime I hear anyone say hashtag, well, my whose fault is ears that? perk up. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own fault. Are you going to do the next one hashtag? Sure. I get the short one. So, Rise of Relics of Or Guild says, I predict that they will let us finally play as Quaggins. Hashtag Quaggin Rage Mode. <laughs> a playable race. <laughs> let me be a hero Quaggin who saves the world. Yeah, we're not going to see Quaggins as a playable race ever. Mm, ever. I don't know. I think in Guild Wars 3, possibly. Guild Wars X. <laughs> oh, that was it. You didn't have anything to add to that. That was it. Okay. <laughs> Zero says, I predict we will travel to the other decaying realms of the absent gods, likely in future raids. There will be a new way to access the town clothes outfits, likely out likely account bound and tied to black lion chests rng not a bad prediction at all and brahm will continue to whine at us oh, i feel like brahm's gonna get over this i feel like he's gonna get over it pretty quick he's gotta he's get, get better yeah. I, yeah i don't know like in the last episode he immediately reverts straight into i can't believe you risked time he's life and uh starts whining etc yeah. <laughs> well i mean yeah, First, a, you put Jormag to sleep. He's had, he's had a rough year. Let's come on. Uh, but come, but, but no, 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 no. Years ago, everybody not, not in Guild Wars has had a rough year. I mean, look at how many people, how many no. characters have have suffered, and all these things. And I feel like it's always like, oh, but Bram. Okay, honestly, I'm just not trying not to do the do- Brom dog pile. <laughs> Because I totally think he will continue to. You know what? Game time is real time. the The storyline plays out. No, I thought it, they said that it had only been a couple months or something. No, it's been five years since the player's storyline starts out. In... No, but from the end of Heart of Thorns, I thought that they had said that it was only. I don't like remember a few that months. at all. I thought that had been mentioned in an AMA or something. All right, so Bootsper says. <laughs> Prediction, there will be seven episodes of Living World this season, ending early 2019 with an announcement for Guild Wars 2 City of Secrets coming out summer 2019. Love that yeah. title. Yeah, it's mm. not too City far of off. Jade. City of Jade. That one I like. City of Dragons? Jade. I like I, your Jade. I like your, your going I like the Jade. Dragon anyway. Empire. Okay. City of Jade Dragon Secrets. Oh, God. <laughs> You two are really <laughs> winding me up this episode. <laughs> and you're going to get to edit this. It's our job. <laughs> All right. Artful says, I predict a second design of legendary armor added to raids. Oh, no, I pretty Ugh. sure they said that they're not going to do that. Artful, that would, unfortunately. They need to add a PVE set before they do that, or they will suffer the rage, of, or like a fractal set. Or I, they I think will... they've said that they're fractal. not touching legendary any legendary armor ever again, because it takes too long to develop. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah. While searching through... Okay, you need to say this one, Hunter. I think this is yours. Oh, uh, while searching for Twitter, I have no idea where this came from. <laughs> I was reminded of this exchange I had with Alona I had back in September. 
Quote, according to Shingaku, Orin will be a mount with Sephirite skills. That's me. And then Alona says, not a bad prediction, actually. And then I said... <laughs> in all caps. In all caps. Yes, it's a bad prediction, actually. <laughs> I like that idea. What? No. It's terrible. Well, that, well okay, if... We're talking yeah, about a, a the future... Elder Dragon, and yes. you're going to yes. get on and ride but, around. Yes. But no, that, I like, I no, I, I know, but on the other the hand, premise. The premise. I like, and not just the premise, I like that it would bind the player character and Orin even further. Although it's problematic if you're, you know, for immersion purposes, if you're out in the world and everybody's running around on little Orines. <laughs> also, <laughs> or ginormous Orines, because she's gotten pretty big. Yeah. Riding a sentient person is kind of insulting in my opinion fair yeah and uh we actually even though we did a hashtag hoa predicts uh hashtag we didn't think to check it until yesterday because <laughs> <laughs> we're like oh we only have a few things i'm like both hunter and i at the same time like, wait wait a minute maybe we should check hash <laughs> the hoa predicts and we actually did get one not sent to at host of ascalon but it was don gatto says i predict hunter will lose his grumpy pants title to hashtags inevitable salt buildup due to the never arriving <sighs> supposed scepter i mean you have to go pretty far to beat me with insult uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> But it's That's okay, true. guys. Alona's gasps will ease the transition all the way. So true. I do gasp a lot. You do. The I only do. way I'm going to hashtag will beat me for salt will be uh, if I make the scepter before her. I yes, and you've been planning this for a while. Even. <laughs> it's possible. I could probably do it. <sighs> I'm all set for it. I have everything. I think, like, I have all the gifts. I have everything. I just have to make the whatever you know, I don't have the, the gift tributes, of... but aside from that, I could probably put together legendary. No, no, you can't. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Caledon mm-hmm. says you were wise to seek my counsel, for I have seen things beyond the very mists that divide this mundane realm from that which the so-called human deities retire to. There is too much to say. Distilled, however, reveals simply a warning to all. Zaitan will rise again. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he will. <laughs> well, but he, he was about, well, I guess all the, a bunch of the dragons were about raising or creating minions, so. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like that's old news. We won't come back to it. It's an interesting theory. I'll give him that. But mm-hmm. uh... although we give them the opportunity to revisit the Zaitan encounters, like in a not not to change the existing ones from the personal story, but a new approach to them for new story. I mean, I know I said this was super crackpot, but now <laughs> I'm kind of rolling with it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so some Doug says. <laughs> Uh, Timey accidentally opens an ancient crypt, unleashing Shiro yet again. He mm-hmm. immediately seeks some of what that sweet Elder Dragon magic. Uh, Menlo's ghost, meanwhile, returns to guide the heroes to Kantha and make the ladies swoon. With you. <sighs> Menlo was, think... making, was about making ladies swoon. I mean, we've already seen Shiro as a revenant legend, so I'm... Oh... Uh... I don't think we'll see Shiro again as a villain. 
Hmm. No. He's already had his day twice over, so. That's fair. That Cho says, one, next major PvP balance will release at least one new conquest map. Two, next expansion won't be Cantha or Northern Shiver Peaks, but something Guild Wars 2 lore exclusive. Three, second... I don't know how well that went with Hot because Hot had very little Guild Wars One lore in it, and it, it was not the best expansion. So I think they'll stick to to familiar ground. I think they'll go to Gantha, but that's me. But I can I can see them mixing it up though, like on off sort of thing. And uh, three second generation of Mount Skin licenses will be released this year in similar fashion to the first hashtag Mount Gate. Uh, I don't. I mean, <sighs> I, the Mount Gate was a pretty big thing, and I don't think they'll make big. the mistake of just doing it again without listening to the player base. So, yeah. Mm. And at Shashu Panda says, LW4, we chase down Joko, kill slash banish him. Next X-Pack in Kantha. Build templates will be, will really be added. Oh, we didn't talk about that at all. We didn't predict that at all. Hmm. <laughs> build templates. Yeah, I have nothing to say about build templates. I, I mean, they were either going to be in at the start of the game, or they weren't going to be in the game, and I mm. don't think they're going to be in the game. Guild Wars 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more masteries with new mount types. Gem Store will continue to have pricey single mounts with themed bundles on holidays, only slightly toned down. Raids and fractals continue at a similar pace, but they add some new form of PvE content, more casual to fill the gap between the open world and fractals. PvP and WW will have tweaks, but remain largely the same. Those are really good predictions, I think. I think it's pretty Very safe. Well yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and Daniel Baird predicts the, that... Hunter will remain grumpy, but will also continue to be correct in the majority of his points. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. False. Yeah. I like how you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Festy says, Valentine Mount skins that poop hearts. Also, Reddit will be salty. That's not a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. Although, the poop and hearts thing, that would be, that'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah all right so, thanks yeah. everyone who sent in community predictions those were those were pretty great it's fun yeah devoutly to be wished to die to sleep to sleep perchance to dream Aye, there's the rub, for in that sleep of death what dreams may come. We, here at Hosts of Ascalon, love Guild Wars too, and would see our game improve, grow, and thrive. These are our fantastical, unobtainable, most wanted, much anticipated wish lists. Hishtag, would you like to start us off? <laughs> I would indeed. Um, and this is where I, I uh, wished for a mobile app, um, particularly for wardrobe playtime. So we've talked oh, about this wars. in previous podcasts, I believe. But uh, how fun would it be to be able to log in on your mobile app, see your character, and try out different armor combinations and dyes and uh, yeah. 
pretty fun. You are, you are, I am almost tearing up at the thought of this. <laughs> with it how would, much I love it right right it would be so much fun and if you, you know you could you kind of swipe you, there's your imagine there's your character <laughs> on the screen and you could just kind of swipe to spin your character see it from all angles and up and down and all around oh and the screenshots Great screenshots oh, oh it poses right oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, um, yes, uh, I would like to see, I really wish, I wish, I wish we had a summer festival. Um, we have a kind of big empty spot between, um, Super Adventure Box and yeah. Halloween. So I, it would be fun to have something in the summer when I have more free time. Beach party. <laughs> yes. I something casual. Two- obvious choices you could have queen's gauntlet or you could have dragon bash i I vote for dragon bash personally but for some Mm -hmm. reason they just don't want to do it Hmm. yeah yeah well wish list and finally story mode raids it's been talked about quite a bit amongst the community but i don't think it's gonna happen but i sure would like for it to happen yeah hmm yeah that would be really nice because there is a lot of excellent, excellent story in raids. Almost like a tour. <laughs> be, like if you, if they had your character like on a conveyor belt and you're no. it's like, here we see the heroes experiencing this. I don't, like I, I don't agree with that because I think like that, I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. watching YouTube with somebody else playing through it. It just doesn't have the same impact as you experiencing it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be like a... Just could be a dungeon, really. It should be set up like a dungeon. Dungeon yep. level difficulty. Yep. Yep. All right, Alona. What is your well, wish list? Uh, I I started my wish list with uh, something for my predictions, which is hair color options and gauzy fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> so the rainbow mm. celestial that is dyeable and gauzy fabrics. So that's that's on my wish list. Another bash the dragon event is on my wish list. It was such a wonderful fun event uh polymock there i said it and actually Flipside in chat was just had put um, a mobile game where you can earn an in-game currency like polymock or something and I, it got me thinking a mobile game that's polymock based rather than putting it in game game could be kind of interesting although i do mm-hmm. like the wardrobe thing and this one is not going to be a popular one at all, but account bound runes and sigils that are choosable like dies on your account. Uh, so they're not they're not separate things at all. It would just ruin the economy it, of a bunch of things. It would. That's why I'm saying it's not gonna be popular. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be really, really convenient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm putting it in as a wish list for me. It's unobtainable. It's not going to happen, but it would make my life easier, so I'm putting it in here. Heffalumpter, yeah. what would you like? I'd really like to see a way to treat minor sigils and runes as trash. That's like my number one convenience wish. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more affordable mount skins. Uh, they say it's the best way to fund the game. I say that's a crock of kittens. Uh, I just... <laughs> I just... I hated the amount of adoption license. Like, two people have, you know, gifted me some adoption licenses, and I got... You got good ones. No. <laughs> Are you clapping at your own joke? <laughs> yes, I am. 
<laughs> what did you get? I got the Oceanic Ray, which is a skimmer. Uh-huh. And it looks okay. That's the that's there's two really good skimmer ones and that is one of them. And I got uh, I think it was long tail spiked long tail, which mm. you can't tell the difference between that and the default skimmer. But it's dyeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really great. Love yeah. dying skimmers. It's the best. <laughs> oh, um, actually, I want to go back to your first prediction. Uh, while mine is completely unattainable, I do really like yours, Hunter, about the sigils and runes. Oh, yeah. Wish, you mean, yeah. not prediction. Okay. Yeah, 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 wish. Um, I'd like to see adventures and activities re-geared as guild missions. I think they'd work excellently as that sort of content. That'd uh, be cool. Yeah, we'll never see it because they completely abandoned guild missions, but whatever. Uh, well, well, as far as we know. Grumpy pants. Were you, <laughs> have you been in any of the staff meetings at ArenaNet lately? You don't know. I mean, maybe they hired an extra hundred people just to do dungeons. <laughs> okay, hashtag don't. Listen, you're not helping me. <laughs> um, they haven't touched guild missions since like year two. So I'm pretty confident. Has it been that long? Yes. <sighs> really? I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked it's been that long. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see a team at ANET dedicated to things like improving old content, continuing side stories, working on guild content, dungeons, festivals, neglected parts of Guild Wars 2, such as Belcher's Bluff, maybe. Mm. Which, is, which is busted. Yeah. There's achievements on it, and I been wanting to work towards them and yes i should have done it prior but that is beside the point they should be available now to be worked on yeah you yeah you only had a limited four-year period where you could have gotten it done you they should be available now they Uh, should work yes a cash-in npc or some such where you can talk to uh, an npc so that you don't have to wait around in world versus world for your participation to run out oh yes absolutely although alona yeah. you've got a plus yep. one on here you're rarely in dub alona no but this is something i've said right <laughs> okay but one of the reasons i have not gone in as much i've well i've had other projects that i've been trying to work on but the fact that you have to wait out for your participation rather than being able to mm-hmm. buy it out is actually a negative for me. So I, I'm i not saying I would spend all my time in WubWub for this, but I might spend more time if I were like, you know what, I need to jet, cash out, leave. Yeah, so that would be great. Um Boats we can craft and sail around on the water environments of Guild Wars 2, which would be mounts, essentially, but I, I definitely want to craft my own boat. It's not a big deal for me, but mm. whatever floats your boat. Yeah, so that's my final wish. You guys mm-hmm. have anything you want to add? No, there's so many. Oh, uh, actually, no, there was one, and we talked about it, now I can't think what it was. Oh, someone mentioned it. Okay, moving on to the Reckoning. Ugh. <sighs> It's over. No okay. more wishes. Uh, okay, so of course, no prediction show would be complete without reflection. This will be either a disturbing and brutal look back at how <laughs> shamefully wrong we were, or perhaps with some luck and a hint of divine foresight, our day of triumphant knowledge. righteousness. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
this is the reckoning. <laughs> you should have done that in movie voice. You missed opportunity. Well, well you two right kept there. interrupting me, so oh, it's not really a missed opportunity, didn't... is it? <laughs> I would not have interrupted you mm. if you had started with movie voice. Oh, maybe just don't interrupt me at all. How about that? <laughs> so, Alona, you want to start us off? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that enthusiastic intro. Um, so I previously predicted two more episodes for the Living War Story season three. Uh, for some reason, I think five will be the final number, and I was wrong. Although, once I got thinking about it, <laughs> I would argue that A Crack in the Ice was a pretty fillery, although I really love the map, uh, story. So it was still kind of like five. <laughs> Total. I mean, well, that is With where we discovered that the uh, dragon's <laughs> magic was beginning to mix together because the that was, was... one one tiny plot point. In any event, uh, I was yeah. wrong. I, I put it down though; I was wrong. I'm just trying to recover a little bit on that one. Um, this one showed up in my predictions. Hunter was clearly <laughs> right about mounts, and will continue to be so. Uh, to which my response to that for this year is bite me trolley. I think I wrote that so, in the show notes last year, so it's not okay. you're <laughs> responding to this again this year. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, if I keep saying Tengu, maybe one day it will be true, and I respond with like that I'm sobbing in a corner. <laughs> I never get to play Tengu. I've actually fully given up on it, but holy crap. Holy crow, would I be happy if I got to play as a Tengu. I'm pretty sure that they are done with New Profession since the addition of Revenant. That was correct, but I kind of feel like it's a bit of a gimme. Like I, It was kind of a lazy prediction. One of the reasons I made Astralaria is that I was banking on Mesmer's new specialization in the next expansion. Similarly, I made Chuka and Champawat in part because I think more professions will be gaining access to the shortbow. So Mesmer got axe. I was Yeah, that's that, a pretty good prediction. Uh, that was that, good. That was that was a win. And uh she is in fact a Mirage and is in fact using Astralaria. So there we go. And Rev got shortbow, so check and check. Well a second part of that is I, mean, I thought there'd be more. I did think there'd be more. I thought a couple professions might get shortbow. To be perfectly honest, okay. If I if I was being perfectly honest, I would. I also said I would not be surprised if the expansion drops Beyonce style with no advance warning. This is something Hunter and I have discussed a few times, and I can totally see them trying this. And do you have the music, Hunter? Oh no, I don't. Okay, so I put prices right, loser music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It was, like, womp. <laughs> yeah. it was beyond that. I can't. I should have queued it up myself. Yeah. Just played it. How does it go? Like, bah, 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 bah. Yes. yes. You're the closest. You win, Hunter. Yay. Or Harumpfter. It's your turn now okay. to do yours. Smooth. Um, initially, I predicted the expansion would be announced within three months and then launch three months after that, uh, putting launch at about. June. I later changed that on Twitter to an X-Pack launch within three months of Living World Season 3 ending. I don't, I don't think Twitter that doesn't count to your... Doesn't count. I don't think those count. Bum, bum, bum! 
Well, congratulations on interrupting me before I finished once again this episode. <laughs> I, I went on to say in my notes here, but that wasn't on the show, so I'm calling this a loss. Do you, can you guys read that? Do you see that? I'm highlighting it right now. Yes, I see that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I predicted a Beyonce-style launch for the X-Pac announcement and immediate launch, somewhat contradicting my other prediction. Uh, this was a loss. The turnaround between announcement of POF in early August and launch in late September is pretty remarkable for an MMO, but yeah. it wasn't immediate. So, I 100% agree with you there. It wasn't Beyonce-style, but it was pretty quick. Pretty darn quick. Uh, I predicted mounts before hot, and we got mounts. I predicted mounts before puff, and we got mounts, and I nailed that half, one. Half, half, <laughs> half, that's right. <laughs> uh, if Alona or Hashtag want to <laughs> criticize me for something, I will admit that the type of mounts were off. I think I said sand surfing or some other extreme sport-inspired mounts. I think you thought that we would have the the worm, the j- j- I can never say them. Why can I not think of them? Janundu, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty surprising that there was no no Janundu Well, we did have the event. All. They it's did build event, it into the event. Did. But the extent to which you ride around the Janundu worms in Nightfall is pretty extensive. Um, yep. Uh, a similarly sized expansion with more stuff packed in. I think Poth qualifies for that prediction. And finally, not even the slightest hint of any movement on mobile apps. They're still working on the API stuff, I guess. But yeah, I predicted some sort of mobile app and nothing happened. Yeah. Although it does, I'm really liking this mobile Mm -hmm. prediction for the increase in employees, I gotta say. Uh, It depends on how many people it takes to make a mobile app. I is it like an entirely different game? I don't know. I'm not believing it, in it because they've had talk of mobile stuff for like five years since way before even the but, launch of Guild Wars. But too. I think that was but a, technology a lot of that was has, aspirational. Yeah, yes. and technology has improved a lot. It does not take a hundred people to pull together a mobile app, but uh, to tie it, depends, it into the existing it, game, it depends on if they're going to. Yeah, it depends on how they tie it in. Uh, you'd have to have all the api stuff worked out um it depends on if it would be a separate game that somehow impacts things in game like if uh, the polymock thing um impacting real game in game currency would be a completely different thing than say the wardrobe because the wardrobe uh would be more like gw2 efficiency like looking at your stuff playing with your stuff um but not uh impacting <laughs> in, i know you heard I yourself know. after you I... said it didn't you <laughs> <laughs> but not impacting things in game, which uh, adds a whole nother layer to the programming. Yeah. So, uh, Hershentog, would you uh, like to tell us about your uh, yes? Weaponry? So, uh, yeah, I predict- predicted the supposed scepter in February of 2017. I'm going to go cry in a corner <laughs> because. It's not here, but I'm then going to rejoice because obviously (laughs) they needed more time to make it just right. I predict that what happened was they heard about my excitement on the show and 
uh, the name that we wanted to give it and therefore decided to revamp it and give it a, could you, a whole... Could you hear my eye rolling? <laughs> I'm going to be so amused, so hilariously amused when they come out with a scepter that is the equivalent of HMS Divinity. Uh, no. They, uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, maybe it'll blow a foghorn or something. Oh my and... god. <laughs> Or make the prices right loser music. <laughs> no, don't give them any more ideas. <laughs> They'll take another year to <laughs> bring it to fruition. Okay, no. But yeah, I do think that we are going to get a legendary scepter this year. And um, yeah, I think they're going to name it the supposed scepter to give me a nod since both of you have in game nods. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I predicted last year three more episodes of Living Story, and uh, right. I was right. There were three of season three released in 2017, so I'm claiming this as a win. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't expect episode one of season four to be released so quickly. So technically, you could say there were four episodes in season I mean, in, in the year 2017, yeah. um, but three of season three. So meh, it's kind of a win. Yeah. Um, I predicted last year, as we said before, new guild halls with individualized housing options released with the fall expansion. We did get new guild hall. So that's mm-hmm. kind of 50, mm, 50. Uh, but yeah, still a good idea to have. Housing yeah, you options. predicted. You predicted a fall expansion? Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'll take it. Uh, And I also predicted new hairstyles in late spring. But they had a few hairstyles. They had a few last year. No, no, no. Not in January. I think those were released mid-year or like late spring. So no, I, but you, your answer here is mm, different. They had the, more than just that one. Well, okay. So I said new hairstyles in late spring. So mm-hmm. they had the Elonian ones, but they haven't had any other ones this Since year. That, ooh, actually, that was a prediction I had had on previous shows was that the next set of hairstyles come in will be Elonian themed for other races now that they've experienced the Elonian mm. culture. Yes. So that wasn't, that was a prediction I had had on a previous show that you I might want to write that into your predictions for next year. Then you are not wrong. I should totally do that. Everyone has critiques about the games they play, but we like to keep things positive too. So in this extra special, good apples and grumble cakes segment, we are each going to talk about our top and bottom Three things from Guild Wars 2 in 2017. Hunter, take it away. You had an opportunity to mess up my name and you didn't, so ha ha ha. Uh, so I thought... <laughs> now it life. says Hunter or Haunter. <laughs> I thought Path of Fire knocked the kit and caboodle out of the party. It was a really good expansion, mm-hmm. very solid, very extensive lore uh lots of great features uh and uh, i think my second highlight of the year is using a griffin to speedily fly across any map interior is amazing i yes. love it it is makes 
traveling so convenient for me now. It's just, I'm always looking for a high spot to go up to and jump off of and griffin around. So that's been one of my favorite things. And uh, I thought that the mastery in Draconis Mons, the Oakheart's Essence, is one of the best masteries in the game. Allowing okay. players to uh, swing around like Spider-Man. Just a very clever uh, mastery and mechanic, mm -hmm. and I'm uh, glad it's in the game. Uh, but moving on to my bottom three moments, uh, POF metas could have had much better replay value. Uh, the Mob Torment meta had groups going at it for a while, but Istan's meta took over and is much more profitable, and now essentially the only meta in POF that gets done is Casino Blitz, which is not exactly a hardcore kind of gaming thing. But super fun. The first few times. Every time. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Serpent's Ire is frankly overtuned, and overall the metas do not reward well enough to draw people in. So I thought that the metas was kind of a low moment. Um, another thing is the larger inventory bags are grossly overpriced. Are they, what do they cost? Hundreds of gold for a 30. Jeez. Holy two moly! Slot bag or a thirty slot bag or whatever. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like two hundred gold. I don't. I don't even remember the exact price because I just saw it and like never thought about it again because I'm not <laughs> spending that much money on bags. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so <gasps> that's I what I did this to week. Get a single one. Uh, are you interrupting me again I to am. say something? I am. <laughs> I got did a bank tab. Oh right. <laughs> Are we, are we going back to what we did this week so you can interrupt me? Did you know one of the show title options that was suggested was Hunter Interrupted? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a lot. So my final uh, grumble cake of the year is uh, a lack of development in some areas has been disappointing. Anand has a tendency to push an idea, and then when it doesn't do as well as they'd hope, completely abandon it. So that's, you know, all the stuff we've talked about in this, sh in this show I already, mean, so I won't go into detail. From a business perspective, it kind of makes sense. Why do you throw good money after bad, mm. though? I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying it's disappointing. Eh, that's fair. Fair. A hashtag -a. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for my top uh, things, first off, gorgeous maps, both in the expansion and living world. Um, this, I would say, these past 12 months have been really impressive with their map design. So, mm -hmm. yeah, good stuff. A part of that is also the, in, not just the environments, but the ambient environments, like the air around you. Is yes. part of it, which is they started exploring with uh, dry top, but they've really gone further with the expansion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really think there's a couple of really great examples where they tie in lore, uh, have really beautiful areas, and just have new and, and, and tie in new stuff as well as old stuff. So you've got mm -hmm. like the dwarven areas with that city and then you've got the the dome that's south of there the big enchanted bluff area in uh desert highlands and then you've got mm -hmm. stuff like the sand jackal run with the the gins and the sand jackals and the ruins uh surrounding that just all really well done mm -hmm. all right so um 
I also have on here community excitement following the POF release. And this is really right after the release pre-Mount Gate. Um, it was really exciting to see the positive energy uh, in in the forums, out in the out in the wilds of yep, you know like the various uh, game they were magazines front page of and, all Reddit. Yeah, um, that was really exciting to see people mm-hmm. so you know chuffed about the game. So yeah, good stuff. Um, and then my final top thing of the year: right click to open boxes. <laughs> <sighs> So wonderful. Yes. I mean, you know, it's worthy of a mention. Thank mm-hmm. you, Arena Net. Uh, and then for my bottom ones, uh, the lack of Mac support. So there's still a lot of complaints on the forum about the new client. And I, even though I've moved on to a PC, I'm still a Mac person at heart and still use a Mac every day for all my normal stuff. Um, so I feel for my Mac peeps, mm-hmm. it's not that there aren't people active on the forum, you know, Arena Net people. And it's not that they're not trying to do things, but I mean, I've, I still play on the Mac client occasionally, uh, and the 64 bit client is still subpar to what I had with the 32 bit as far as performance. So there's still kinks, still things to be worked out. And it's, you know, the fact that the 32 bit client was completely dropped uh, and people had to be ported over to the 64 and it was really crummy that it happened right when the expansion, you know, people had already bought the expansion. So they expected performance to be the same, uh, and then got moved onto a new client that perhaps made the game somewhat unplayable for them. So for example, for me, I'm still getting the flashing trees, uh, I had and some graphic actually, issues. Yeah. Like over the holidays when I was on the MacBook. Yeah. 64 bit client. I totally had that too. Yeah, so it's a bit unfortunate. Uh, my second thing is the rise of DPS meters. So um, ArenaNet hasn't, like, they haven't outright, well, they sort of danced around it, but they haven't said, you know, like, yes, we 100%, th- these are fine. Um, but they've also kind of given a wink and a nod uh, and more and more DPS meters seem to be showing up um, within Guild Wars, I think, you know, raids obviously has been a part of that, but now I'm starting to see it more in map chat, casual map chat or fractals or other places, people talking about their DPS meters. And I just find that it can lead to kind of a toxic environment and it's a little unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I was just doing like a fractal the other day, a T4, or maybe it was challenge mode, but someone had a dps meter going for some reason and it was just like i don't know it seemed out of place yeah um and finally i think that currently raid rewards are overpowered compared to other modes and that goes from everything from uh actual you know in-game rewards from skins and whatnot to achievement points um it's it just seems overtuned a bit um, and, I think you would get a lot yeah. of disagreement from raiders on that, but because they are whiny and uh, <laughs> greedy. Well, no, I mean, and, if you uh... only if you okay, so let's say that raids are your primary game mode, and that's how you want to play. Fine, but you have people who are dubby dubbers 
and that's their main game mode and they're not getting near the amount I don't of disagree. rewards. Also, yeah. between Hot and POF, the vast majority of new skins that were released were through raids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up until like, like, I mean, aside from backpacks and aside from a few odd things, you Legendary had... Trinket wasn't. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, Loniana, <laughs> my Canadian friend. <laughs> you didn't even spell A right then. That's I. I uh, yeah, that's true. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> my first good apple is Path of Fire for sure. Revisiting Alona was everything to me. It, I said eh, many times on the show that it felt like I was coming home. Loved it. But on top of that, even though I had many times predicted, even with Guild Wars Reporter and then on here, that we would never see mounts, when we did finally see mounts, I love them. I am behind them 100%. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were really well thought out. The, the mechanics of them, the animations, the designs, the functions, it was just flawless, really. Like, it just, it felt so... It, it's hard to imagine the game without them now. And while I loved gliding, gliding is, is super great as well. Mounts trump them slightly. Oh yeah, for me. Uh, but yeah, so definitely poff mounts all good. Uh, for the second one, the amount of collections for rewarding longer term goals. They've been adding more and more of those, and I think that is a really great option for people to be able to plan out things and work towards things and and keep track of them and so and I've certainly taken advantage of that within the game to to keep myself on track within the game uh my third one is completely frivolous uh <laughs> town clothes as outfits <laughs> i i have been wanting this for so long <laughs> I have, it's been wish list for me in the past. So to have it, and I've talked about it repeatedly. So to have it happen and a stealth release as part of Winter's Day, I think I have a five line long exclamation in Discord chat for the guild when (laughs) I saw that this happened. Possibly more. I was super duper excited about this. And it came as a complete surprise. I didn't think they could ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I actually have an honorable mention. I know we were only doing three, but just the number of quality of life updates that we got this year. Like you did, men- the, uh, both of you, I think, have mentioned some of them, but there was things added to the keychain. The keychain. And, you know, just they've always, I just love the amount of quality of life stuff that they continually put into the game. So more that's material a bit of- storage. Yeah. Ooh, that- I remembered one that we. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. We're good. So so I wanted to just throw that out there. It's I know I'm technically taking four by doing that, but <laughs> sorry. And my grumble cake number one was Mountgate was pretty disappointing. And when I was talking with Hunter last night about when I typed this in, he said, is that from the developer side or the community side? I went, a little of both. <laughs> because yeah. it was just, it really blew up. And I could understand both sides of it, but it was still like, oh, 
we had a good thing and this just like just basically put the brakes on the airbags did not deploy <laughs> things things went bad very very quickly with it and it just was so like oh now it's so great no now this <laughs> can i ask you guys a question who sure. would ever purposefully buy the long-tailed spiked skimmer <laughs> uh... well so i don't disagree and they did they uh, okay we're going into this a little bit, into the weeds of it. But, <laughs> I have but, thoughts too, yep. But they, they did explain that by doing it this way, and, and bear in mind, I'm repeating what ha- we have been told, is that invariably the super flashy skins sell more, and there are people who want less flashy skins, but they don't have the ability to expend resources on them and by combining them into this kind of grab bag they present both okay so and i understand uh, their point of view but i don't disagree with it or i don't agree with it necessarily so anyway hashtag. i mean i agree with i i sort of agree um so there's been a lot of talk about you know there are people in the community who would prefer less flashy things like you're saying um so, I mean, for example, for me, I really don't prefer the outfits that have, you know, everything but the kitchen sink on the shoulders. And I I actually would like some quieter, you know, outfits. Um, and so I can understand that with mounts as well. I just think that it would be great if there were some tiered pricing there. I would, I would actually like to have some of the less flashy mount skins um that i could die yeah yeah be less expensive like a two yeah like 200 gems for the the ones that you're essentially giving dye channels to would be fantastic that would be actually a really good option yeah Yeah, like a like a choice of what mounts (laughs) you could buy yeah we could do without the sarcasm but yeah So, yeah, I put that as a grumble cake, and for obvious reasons, it's a little bit of a, again, a bit of a gimme, but considering I started with the good apple of Poff and the mounts in particular, I thought that would be a nice bookend for that. Uh, Speaking of bookends, uh, I put a grumble cake as the amount of collections with overwhelming longer-term goals. (laughs) So, it's just, it can be very overwhelming to have a series of things that you need to keep track of. So, this is... A good apple and a grumble cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bit of a double-edged sword with the longer-term goals. And I I think I like them more than I dislike them, but it's like ugh, a little bit still. So there's that. And then my grumble cake number three started as a very small thing. And <laughs> I kept thinking of more and more things <laughs> yeah. that I could lump into it as we went along. Um and even today, and I've already forgotten things that I thought of while I was at work, but UI quibbles, specifically things like the, the crafting lists not being able to be set to collapsed as a default. So every if you have to go and buy an item and then go back in, everything's expanded again, and you have to like close, 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 and just get to the things you need again, uh, or in general panels reverting to an unuseful view so if you are working towards unlocking um or training up something and you have it doesn't stay on the one you were on last time 
that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this when when I brought this up, the watched Chivos overriding the dailies so you don't see both. And then Hunter brought up the ability, the inability to, to just get rid of that as an option entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't even see the dailies there. Um, I don't want to see announcements. I don't want to see dailies. I don't want to see my personal. I thought quest. there was one for announcements. Uh, I don't there? think so. No, because because oh, you constantly have the like new living season or new PvP season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one that ever since the revamp quite a while ago now of the hero panel there's just still too many clicks to get to anything like if you want you go here then you have to go there then click back out and then click back in and pursuant to that if you're in the ward or in the outfits panel and you don't want your helm on but you're in the middle of dying things you have to click back out twice to get to your hero panel to uncheck your helm, then click back a bunch of times to get back into wardrobe yeah. or not wardrobe um, outfits. So a, an ability to turn on and off your helm in the ward or in the outfit panel would be nice. So there's just, they're quibbles. Like they're not make or break. Mm-hmm. And we talked too about a death how... like by a thousand cuts. <laughs> yeah. How it'd be nice if, achievements had its own panel yeah yeah there's just it feels like there could be some streamlining that said their ui design as far as aesthetic is lovely like i have no problem with that it's very very well done it's just it's just too many clicks for a lot of things uh but i'm gonna go back to town clothes outfits as ending on a positive note because i love that a great deal and actually i remembered we're supposed to have three and three you've done four three (laughs) you went back to the fourth one and now you're (laughs) naming another thing actually i wanted to call back to the one of my when i was on guild wars reporter one of my previous predictions or wish list items was right click to open all and we did actually get it finally so anyway i just (laughs) i didn't get it the year that i asked for it but we did get it eventually fair enough All right. And this is where we brag that people know me and our guild hall smells of rich mahogany. It's our boasts of Ascalon. Over the holidays, we were tweeted by Rowan Hall at our hall 1705 at the end of December. And he said, just wanted to say of all the GW2 podcasts I've listened to so far, yours is my absolute favorite. Just finished listening to everything from the POF predictions forward great stuff so thank you rowan that was i actually you know was checking twitter and saw that it it made my day so thank you so much for that yeah thank you yep and moving on to somewhat recurring somewhat new uh stats of ascalon it's been almost one full year for hosts of ascalon and we want to share some of our news on how we've been doing this past year and because i love stats so this is all based on 23 episodes from 2017 um thanks to all of you guys we have had 16.3 thousand all-time plays on all uh, throughout all 
27 episodes, obviously, that's that's aggregated. And we are current we currently have 858 unique listeners. So that I'm pretty jazzed about that. I don't know about you too, oh, yeah. but I'm super jazzed. And then our top three most played episodes was number one. 15 and 18. So number one, we are at 1,066 plays and 15, we're at 999 as of before the show. And number 18 was 864. So I think this has been wonderful for our first year. And I think we just wanted to really thank anyone who listens, comes out to the live show and takes time to write us. So thanks guys. Yeah, really great. Um, I'm really surprised that, you know, like, we have like what six hundred listens on the previous episode, something mm-hmm. like that. So far, yep. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah. Happy with the numbers. Yeah. Okay, so and that is it. That is the show. So to get in touch with us, you can contact hashtag on Twitter at H A A S H the tag or S I G G dot one seven three five in game. You can tweet Hunter at Hunter's Insight on Twitter. You can enrage, oh, sorry, engage Alona. Sorry. My mind went somewhere else. It, it, uh, takes, it takes a lot to enrage me. You can engage Alona at One Big Pair or in game at One Big Pair. You can listen directly from our website at hostofascalon.com. Grab the RSS feed to use with your preferred podcast app. Or subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And don't forget, we live stream the show at twitch.tv slash hosts of Ascalon on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Our next live Twitch show will be recorded on Wednesday, the 17th of January. So put that in your calendars. Good show, everyone. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) Okay, that, that was the show. Yay! That is the show. Thank Yay. you, everyone. Hey, for chat. Out. Chat was awesome tonight. You guys chat were really active. So good. I kept having to like scroll back up, paste in titles, come back down, try to find where we were in the show. Yes. Yeah, so does anybody have any final title suggestions for the episode? I think I'm going to have to go back Hunter up and make sure I didn't. <laughs> <laughs>